0: Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on hold my hand, not sure I understand, this role I've been given. But I wish someone had to talk to me like I want to talk to you. Naked with Adele is about getting real, It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to another episode of Naked with Adele where we encourage the emerging feminine of women to lead and develop according to feminine values. Learn what they are and establish from other feminine role models How they transformed until they achieved success. You can follow the show at www.adele-green.com Our guests are always special, but today we welcome someone who is uniquely experienced to share something money cannot buy. There are incredible people who walk amongst us. They defeat the odds of nature and hold the keys to health. When I first met our guest, we had a conversation about being a victim. And let me tell you that no matter what happens to her, she will never be one of them. She approaches the situation responsibly with a very gentle touch of kindness. Many people are forceful, but she is not. I'm speaking about Andriy Fermark. She's South African, Afrikaans, married with children, and survived cancer. When I met her, she was diagnosed with a most rare cancer of which she will tell you. She lives an ordinary life like so many other hard-working, successful women. She has a successful job in IT, was previously divorced and newly married with a cut and paste family. But I want her to tell you more about it. Andri, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adele. Please tell the listeners about your life now. Do you still have cancer?
1: No, I don't. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to, no lack of a better word, um, survive, conquer. There's many words for it, but I am cancer free.
0: Congratulations. And I don't mean it lightly. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. How did you find out that you had cancer and what type of cancer was it?
1: Uh, This was a very fortunate way that I actually found out. Um, I went for a regular gynecological gynecological checkup um, where they discovered an enlarged ovary um, and we decided to take the ovary out. I asked the doctor to actually remove the uterus, the cervix, everything. As you know, I was getting to an age where those things, as you hear, everybody always has cancer of the cervix or the uterus or something. So I decided to have a hysterectomy. And... The doctor said, after the operation, he even came back and said, no, it's a fibroma, it's not a problem. He had to take the second ovary because it started looking similar to the to the first one. So I had a full hysterectomy, and according to me, everything was fine. Um, Ten days later, I got a call back for the results, and it was a Krukenberg tumor, which is an extremely rare form of cancer of the ovary. But... The twist in it was that the Krukenberg tumor is a secondary cancer and there was a primary cancer somewhere else in my body. Um, the search for that started and it was discovered that I had appendix cancer, which is a very rare form of cancer in the world.
0: When did you find out about this? How long ago was it that you had the hysterectomy? Um, June, early June 2015, 10 months, ten, 10. eleven. 11 yeah. Ten, eleven months ago. And the time delay between uh, having the hysterectomy and finding out exactly what type was the f- primary cancer? Oh that
1: was done within like two two weeks. Uh, within two weeks of me having the hysterectomy, uh they found the second cancer or the primary cancer, and I had to go see a surgeon who then um, suggested that I take out the appendix together with the lymph nodes around it as well as about a half a meter of my colon and a piece of my small intestines because where the appendix actually touched the colon is the main piece where it would actually spread. Um, and But obviously with it being an appendix cancer, it can spread anywhere inside of your abdominal cavity.
0: What is the survival rate of this type of cancer? It's very low. I think it is around about 17% because
1: of there not being any symptoms for appendix cancer. That's why I say that the way that we actually found my appendix cancer was like a miracle because we found it through the ovaries. Um, For women, appendix cancer usually spreads to the ovaries and for men, it would go to the prostate That's what the research tells you. But by the time that they actually find it, um, it could have spread to the whole of your abdomen because there's no symptoms for it.
0: There's so many women out there that has cancer today. I really appreciate that you sharing with us so frankly. From an emotional point of view, what was the first experience that you had when you found out that you had cancer?
1: It's actually quite unbelievable. It's like surreal.
0: It's when the doctor told
1: me that this is now the Krukenberg tumor and we're looking for a primary. It's the first time in my life that you actually hear of secondary cancers and primary cancers um, because you hear of cancer, but you, you you don't think that it's going to happen to you. And you just feel like, This is not real because you're not feeling any symptoms. You're not feeling sick. I felt in pain because of the hysterectomy. But other than that, I was quite healthy. I was, in my opinion, I was fine. Um, And for them to actually tell you that, you know, you actually, (laughs) for lack of other words, uh, busy dying um, because of this cancer, because that's what in your mind you say cancer and you're going to die. That was a huge shock. Um, a huge shock for the family because I had to come home with the news to, to give the news to my three daughters. Um, and it's quite devastating. And, you know, you don't know what to think. You don't. And the more you read about the appendix cancer, you just see these horror stories um, everywhere. And you've just got to like, decide in your own head how you're going to deal with this and believe that you will be able to deal with it.
0: So how did you deal with it? What was the first change that you experienced in your life? The first big change? I
1: can't really pinpoint everything, but I needed to make that decision in my own head and I struggled because in your own head, you you don't want to believe it. And I knew that I had to change what I was doing in my life, but I had to deal with all of the stuff around me as well. So my head was my first, point of change, I suppose, um, trying to deal with everything that had happened in my life before all of this and trying to deal with what I want for the rest of my life and realizing that my job is not the end-all and be-all because I was quite stressed and busy with my career, and and I think that was the biggest realization that I had. Tell me about the support that you had. The support that I received from the people around me um, was quite incredible. I had strangers sending me gifts, people that knew my husband sending me fruit and things that were healthy for me and just sending me support messages on WhatsApp or on any way that they could possibly be there for me. Uh, One of my friends actually even went and bought vegetables on a weekly basis and came and made me smoothies and chopped up the stuff and put it in my fridge so that it's all ready for me to use so that I didn't, you know, have to struggle through doing all of that nutrition. Um, So the support was just immense. It's incredible.
0: Did you normally have that kind of support in your life or did this only happen after you were diagnosed with the cancer? I think the people
1: are around you, you just don't connect with them in such a way. And I think as a person, we don't actually tend to, well, me, I suppose, not, 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 maybe not other people. I never reached out and said, I need help with this or I need help with that. I would actually try and do it by myself. And in this case, it was just not possible for me to do these things by myself. And I think that is the lesson that I had to learn out of it, is that there are people around me that are willing to be part of my life and on a different level, and that have been part of my life for many years or recently, doesn't matter, but that they were there on a different level, emotionally, um, physically, mentally, than what I've ever experienced before in my life. Um, and it's just for us to actually ask, or to to be in a situation where they feel that they can help, um, and it just changes. It just changes everything.
0: And what type of external preparation did you have to create for yourself in order to cope with the cancer? And did you have treatment?
1: Yes, I did. Um, I actually a friend of mine, Desiree, actually set up my first. Um, I said to her that I'm struggling with my head. You know, I have to get my head in the right in the right space before I start all of this treatment and before I before I embark on on this journey. I just needed to be able to focus my head. And um, she suggested that I see and speak you speak to you. And um, I think you've helped me tremendously to just guide me to be more prepared um, and more focused on what I needed to do and what to get me to think about what I had to do and how I was going to do it um, and, and just be there as, as that guide. That was quite phenomenal because after I started talking to you and I saw you in person, um, it, I think my head was a bit more uh, straightened out into what I needed to, to achieve and, and how what I needed to focus on to enable me to do this.
0: So life coaching was one of the things that you tried. What else did you do? Lots of different things. Um, because I had
1: the second operation with the colon and appendix and whatever, about four weeks after the hysterectomy, six weeks after that, I started with the chemotherapy. Um, that first week Of chemotherapy. I thought they were killing me. I was going to die. There was going to be nothing left of me. And I actually sat up in bed like that first week of of chemo. And I said to my husband, if they're going to be killing me like this every week um, or every second week, I'm not interested. I would just rather die a bit more uh, not suffering like this. Um, And then I decided that I needed to fix what, whatever symptoms I'm experiencing, whatever is making the chemo worse. Because when I had the hysterectomy, I immediately went into menopause, which meant that I had hot flushes. And the chemotherapy that I had actually made me cold sensitive. So I had to protect my body especially my hands and feet against cold so I couldn't go into a fridge I had to put on gloves I couldn't just go opening up the fridge I had to like duck for the cold air etc there's lots of little things and I needed to figure out how I'm going to get around all of these symptoms to actually make the chemo easier So that is what I did. I went to the doctors. I said, okay, the nausea is not working for me. I need to, what can I do to make the nausea better? So they gave me some extra tablets for that. And, you know, there's pears that you eat for that. And there's lots of little things that you have to do. Um, And for the hot flushes, they gave me, you know, I had to go see the gynae for the hot flushes medication. You know, little by little, everything that, was making the chemo worse I tried to address all of those issues um, one at a time I had to like sit down and think okay what what can I do to make this better what can I do to um, get rid of the toxins out of my body so I would maybe not the first week of chemo but the week in between I would sit on the bicycle trainer inside the lounge and just cycle for 20 minutes just to help my body get rid of the toxins. So, you know, I I basically problem solved all of the different symptoms and all of the little bits and pieces of chemo that Mm -hmm. actually affected me.
0: So would it be fair to say that the main thing that you did in your career, which was problem solving in IT, is what you applied also in your personal life? Do you think that helped you?
1: Definitely, yeah. I suppose I've got a mindset of problem solving. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I had to apply it
1: because just sitting and not doing anything about that was just not, my own head couldn't deal with not doing anything about what was happening to me.
0: Did it give you a sense of control to be involved? Yes,
1: for sure, because, you know, when I decided, okay, I've got to sit on the bike for a little bit, then I had something to do, you know. I had, and I had to, like a, a target. I had to do this 20 minutes, two or three times in the week between chemo. Um, I didn't always get to it. Sometimes I could only do it once because you were too tired and you were too, you know, weak to do all of those things or, you know, even just walking. The first time that I went walking, I could maybe walk 150 or 200 meters. But you know, at least then you know you're trying to do something, you're trying to to help your body and your own head to recover
0: from this and to deal with it. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California. Make It With Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself, and sharing many lessons. Come on hold my hand, not sure I understand, this role I've been given. But I wish someone had to talk to me like I want to talk to you. It's choosing to remove the mask. And reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see
1: if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart.
0: It's about women staying true to who they are. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I
1: let down my guard, drive my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the
0: load. Now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind, giving you someone to
1: talk
0: to, hello. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins.
1: I've made up my mind. Don't need to think
0: it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further I'm Adele Green And this MTJDX to me is just for you Come and join me Register for your membership free To get this show and many resources at wwwadel greencom Or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele